0: welcome to Pet Biz Pep Talk, where we talk to the world's leading experts in the pet grooming industry. I'm your host, Georgia Gill from Savvy Pet Spa. Thank you for joining me today. And today we're talking to a lady who owns not one, but seven businesses at the moment. She is one of the leading entrepreneurs in the country. She has a family to manage too. And oh, she's also a bit of a TV star, but she'll tell you more about that in just a bit. Sophie James from top to Tell Salons, thank you so much for joining me today. Tell me, first of all, I believe you started in the industry when you were 14
1: years old. Is that correct? That is correct. Well done. You've got your knowledge right. Yeah, I started um, as a Saturday girl for my cousin uh, back then at the tender age of 14. I was on two pound an hour Um, and child labour, you'd probably say these days, but um, it was really good to get in straight away and learn like the value of money and work ethic really.
0: Was it an industry that you were interested in from the start or was it because your family were involved in it?
1: Honestly, no. Um, (laughs) I did not want to be a dog groomer, (laughs) Um, which is quite funny how my story planned out. But my cousin owned the business and it was just a Saturday job. Um, And the clients used to come in and I used to have a little bit of chat with them and they would say, oh, are you gonna be a groomer when you're older? And I was like, no. (laughs) And look at me now. (laughs)
0: What what was the moment in time that you thought, yeah,
1: I I really love this? Um, If I'm honest, I'm a bit of a different rumor. So I I love dogs, um, but I'm definitely in it for the business, not for, uh, I was never wanted, oh, I really want to trim dogs for my life. Um, It was more the business, that opportunity that came when I was 18, my cousin was moving away. And I got the opportunity to buy the business. Well, she said to me, "Could I stay on as a Saturday girl?" And I said, "No, I want to buy it." Um, and it was just because that was the first opportunity that kind of came into my path that that's the business opportunity I went for. Um, so it wasn't, I, it wasn't like a lot of groomers are really led by, "Oh, I love dogs. I just want to work with dogs." To me, I love dogs. That's that's not um, a question. It was more, "Oh, this is a business opportunity. This is ha- this is my way into being." an entrepreneur as such
0: yeah. so tell me how you progressed from working as a work experience girl in your cousin's salon to eventually owning your own
1: business so um when i was 18 my cousin asked me um would you like to stay on as a saturday girl and i just went oh no i want to buy the business um and she was a bit shocked i was a bit shocked but um and then we just started talking and then basically she trained me very quickly actually looking back, I think, oh gosh, how did I do it? Um, and I just wanted to keep the standard up to as high as she had. Um, so it was a very big learning curve. I had staff that basically I was their Saturday girl and suddenly then I was their boss, um, which was a big a big change for them. And it didn't go down perfectly, as you can imagine. Um, and they're probably a bit nervous. This 18-year-old is now in charge of looking after, making sure that they get their money every month making sure that the business reputation stays high Um, and I didn't have the experience behind me at that point Um, but yeah it was a learning curve. So what do you think makes a successful
0: business owner in the industry?
1: I think this industry is quite difficult Um, I think a lot of groomers are very dog-minded loving the dogs and find it hard to be a business person as well as a groomer. However, they don't necessarily go and work for other people. They go and work for themselves. And it's a real hard balance to make sure that it's actually worthwhile for you because it's such a physical job. And if, you, if you're if you not sustainable with it and you're not making enough money at it, honestly, just go and get a job with someone else, if that makes sense. So I think the most important thing I'd say to people if they're starting out their dog grooming business is... Get your figures right and give as much attention to running the business as well as grooming. Because if you're just stuck grooming, 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 you'd be better off grooming for someone else and just enjoying that passion. If you're not business minded, don't make a rod for your own back because it is hard. Now, you don't just have one business. You have seven businesses at the
0: moment. How on earth do you go from having one business that's successful to ending up with seven businesses?
1: (laughs) because um, I'm mad <laughs> it's hard and um, so I like I said so I've got the grooming salon at 18 I took the second one on when I was uh 21 um and that was two grooming salons and that was really tough because I went from one which is kind of manageable and then when you spread yourself to two there's only one of you so there's only one of you that can be in one place and that was a real challenge for me um and I realized that it was it was really hard running grooming businesses because as a lot of the listeners here will hit, hit notice to get a good groomer who works for you is really difficult because they tend to take at least two years to get to a really decent standard and then they flutter their wings and go and it's really hard for you to kind of keep that kind of got solid base um of employees basically so anyway I struggled with that and then I took on um our clothing business which is called top to tail clothing which is hair resistant uniform um, so that was from sit, feeling like an absolute mess at work every day um and being quite young as a woman and being covered in dog hair that wasn't my dream mm-hmm. so I wanted to feel you know a little bit nicer of, about myself so I started the clothing company um and now we have a dog grooming school we have um a branding company for dog groomers we have I always forget all the things that we've got we've got an embroidery business on the side I, I can't remember all of them to be honest I I definitely have bitten off a little bit more than I can chew that's for sure um so I know a lot of people look at me and go wow, she's got all these businesses but it is hard like you see this face, you don't see all the underneath and all the turbulence um of how hard it is but yeah how important is that is a team behind you what kind of a team do you have to back you up with all this oh massive I always wanted a business partner um right from the get-go um and I always knew that I didn't want just one grooming salon I wanted I wanted a business career um and I asked my sister to come in as a business partner with me and she she at the time was off teaching and then I actually entered business which didn't work out with um a different local groomer and then my sister came back to me um I think this was about four years three four years ago and she said I need you to sit and listen to this for a second and I was like okay She was like I want to buy into your business I want to join your business and I was so shocked my like jaw literally nearly hit the floor because I was like What? And I had lost, if I'm honest, at that point, lost my passion for it all because I was just burnt out. I was just just running. And you don't really unless you get that balance right, you don't really have a life. You're just running, running with these businesses. And I look successful, but actually I I was really struggling. So my sister came in and I didn't believe her for ages. It took ages for me to feel secure, even though she's my sister, that she was actually going to stick around. And today I've got her behind me and we've got an amazing set of groomers, got amazing managers. Like we are really blessed with the team we have at the moment. And it's really important to have them around us because you can't do it all on your own. You have got a baby on the way. I understand.
0: Congratulations. And you've also got a little girl at home as well. Um, You mentioned that you had a period of struggling as well. Tell me more about that. It is difficult managing so much, um, especially in this day and age. We've just had a a year of COVID as well, of course, to contend with. How did you get through that period?
1: It was really hard. Um, I was quite open, um, and lots of people in the industry knew that I've struggled in the last couple of years uh, with depression. Um, And that was from burning myself completely out um, and not listening to myself. And because I've been running on this roller coaster since I was 18. I've not known an adult life without that pressure. Um, And the pandemic hit and I just worked, 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 and I worked to the point that I couldn't even answer an email because I was that low and depressed. And if I'm honest, I've said it out loud to lots of people, I wanted to kill myself. Um, And that's really hard to, with someone who looks like they're so together, it's really hard to actually just admit that you really are struggling. And then alongside that, having my little girl who at the time when I really was struggling was about two and a half, three. Um, and now I'm pregnant again, but I am feeling better. I've had, I've talked about it, which I think is the most important thing is because the taboo and the pressure of being a business person and the taboo of talking about mental health and just being open about it. Um, it's really helped me on my journey to kind of to kind of talk about it as I go, um, and I'm in a much better place now. But I'm also really aware. I don't want people to listen. Go, wow, seven businesses. That's really just just really take your time. Don't take on too much because life isn't worth living if you are just so stressed. You need to enjoy life as well. So I'm I'm definitely taking a bit of a step back, and I'm feeling better for it. Yeah, I'm glad to hear it. How much support do you think there is
0: out there at the moment in this current climate? for small businesses and people wanting to set up their own small business? It's
1: hard. It is hard. Um, I think the government, like, my opinion of the way it's gone in the last few years, we've been really supported, I think. Like, um, luckily, with, like, with furlough, that's really, really was a godsend to be able to, like, have our staff secure um, in this really hard time. Um, and we've been OK through it. And I think there is a lot of support out there. But it's hard when you're running a business to know about all of the support and actually have the time to fill out all the paperwork for that support. Um, it's like even myself, I put through some of my staff on further One Month and forgot to claim the money back. And if you don't do it by a certain time, you don't get that money back. And it's like it's finding a time and a day to do it all. Um, but I do think there's a lot of support. And I think I think the industry can be a really positive one. And there's people in the industry that will help others um as well so I think there is a lot of support out there
0: you use savvy software tell me how that's benefited your business has it helped um manage it
1: yeah definitely so um so we used to use a different software we moved over to savvy when they um when they were ready for a big business, because we've got quite a lot of stuff going on, especially now we've got an academy. So they've brought out their grooming school function, which is brilliant. Um, And we're really enjoying using it. It really helps. Um, I love the contracts. I love them being able to sign things and have it all in one place. Now I'm used to having a software, but Savvy is, you can see they're just like going from strength to strength to strength, the new ideas they have each time. So, yeah, it's really massively helped the organisation. You don't want to lose money um, by no shows. and, And the fact that you're protected with Savvy by them signing contracts, by them getting reminders, it just makes you much more of a professional groomer than trying to run it like not as a business, if that makes sense. Now, talking about money, you were on
0: a very well-known television programme um, <laughs> in the not-so-distant future,
1: asking for a lot of money. Tell us yeah. more. Uh, so, yes, yeah, so I was on Dragons' Den in um, – I filmed it last October, actually, and that was actually during me being quite low. Um, and it was kind of a moment that I I, I got approached to be on it, Um but you still had to kind of jump through hoops and fill out your business plan. And there was many a time that I nearly pulled out because I just thought, I don't know if I can... It was the paperwork. I, I felt like I could go and talk to them, but it was just the paperwork of getting it all together. But I kind of wanted to do it, whether I got a dragon or I didn't. It was about proving to myself that I have actually done something like worthwhile because I've never had anyone above me. Um, I've always been the boss. So it was nice to actually hear from some people that I really respect that I am doing well. Um, So, yes, it was really good fun. Um, I absolutely loved every second of it. How good. Um, And, yeah, it was just, it was brilliant. I'll do it again in a heartbeat. Um, I didn't get a deal for those people that watched it. Um, But I, um, I did get some free help from Tuca, which was amazing. And I came out, honestly, like I was on cloud nine. I I just couldn't believe how nice they were to me. Um, So, yeah, it was great. I think I know what your answer is going to be now, but who was your favourite judge? uh Tuka <laughs> I went in wanting Tuka and actually he was one of the first ones out and I always cringe because on the advert from the week before they just had me going ow Tuka <laughs> I sounded so London um, <laughs> but um yeah he was he was but I liked them all to be honest and they, they just were so nice I met them backstage afterwards because I was invited out backstage and and like Peter said to me that I well, congratulations and I went uh, i didn't get a deal though did i peter and he went no but you came across so well and you should be really proud of yourself and to hear someone like peter jones saying that to you i was just like uh, uh thanks i just couldn't believe it um and i'll always remember that and like, it's a highlight completely of my life so far
0: do you think that in the industry these days it's important to um boost your career with things like tv appearances the awards
1: the competitions, that kind of thing. Uh, yeah, I would. Yes and no. Like, I think you can make a successful business without being um, a certain person in the industry or in the media. Or obviously, as dog groomers that are slightly more known, aren't exactly celebrities in the real world. Um, however, um, if you want to go down the route on coaching and and being able to be a public speaker in the industry and helping people then I think getting yourself out there has definitely helped me to be able to um help others and follow that side of the career because grooming only has a timeline because really the amount of groomers that are listening to this I bet they've got aches and pains on their bodies already and I yeah my hands are gone and I'm I'm only 30 so I I need how do you manage that It's hard. It's really hard. And that's what I think is really hard for people who aren't grooms. They don't realise how physical grooming is and how many injuries there are in our industry because people I thought I was invincible at 18. I thought I could just keep going. And by I I literally by 25, I couldn't um, hold a pint of of a drink at points because my hands were that gone. So. I think you just got to really be careful on how many dogs you're grooming and just making it sustainable for yourself because otherwise it's not sustainable long-term. That's why you need to charge your worth and you need to make sure you've got your kind of plan set out, not just groom, 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 bury your head. head. You've touched on charging there, which I'm interested
0: to talk to you about because um, a lot of people um, find it difficult, don't they, to find the right, Pricing range, how do you come up with
1: that? So, I struggled myself as well. So, because I took on so much so young, I kind of buried my head in the sand and did what I'm telling people not to do. So, I kind of groomed, 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 ignored the paperwork, ignored the business side just to keep the business going. But that wasn't actually what my business needed, it needed me to stop, reflect, and work out actually my charging structure put price increases in, work out our um, bottom line. I kind of buried my head in the sand for a good while, And then um, our business partner, Ryan Lee, who came involved um, a good few years ago, um, he is very business-minded and um, he basically was talking us through about how we should price and in the end by the end of us chatting and stuff I was raising it higher than he was wanting to raise it and he was like (laughs) oh because I just realized actually we've got such a gift what we're doing like it's a skill it's a skill and we need to charge for that so how do we do it we make sure we up our prices every year um and we put a notice out um and we do it at least by um how much oh what's the word I can't think of it now how cost of living's gone up etc I can't think of the word now but um we always do it up by at least that percentage and more because you need to be earning more as you go if you were working in a job constantly and you never got a pay rise it's, it's just silly um and I wish I'd done it earlier because literally I thought that lots of my clients would walk and I realized if I could lose a third of our clients and still earn money on the new prices, more money. And, and I didn't lose a third. So it's definitely worth it. And then with our new business with branded by top to tail, we help people come up with a structure so they can do their price increases and come across professional and have all the leaflets or have everything in place so that they don't feel and that injunction with savvy and sending out emails, etc., will definitely help them come across more professional. Do you think that's possibly one of the
0: most difficult sides of the industry, that and the physical side of things?
1: Yeah, when people just not knowing their worth and not having the balls to, to charge for it. Um, and I think that's the, the biggest problem is because people are going, they, they learn to become a groomer and then... They become a business person and a groomer rather than learning. I don't know, like if you're a doctor, you learn to become a doctor and then you go and work under knee people in surgeries. You wouldn't go straight out privately. Um, And I think that's where the problem lies, because they just concentrate on the grooming and not the business. And that makes it so hard for them. How competitive is the industry at the moment?
0: Because you do hear that a lot of people want to become a dog groomer. They don't always know the ins and outs of becoming a dog groomer, how difficult it is, as we've learned from you today. Um, How many people are wanting to do
1: that industry at the moment? Um, A lot. Yeah, there is a lot. But I think there's enough dogs to go around. Like If you look at the lockdown, the amount of people, there's been a puppy boom. Um, And I I remember the first time, because I... A, a local competitor set up which it's since we bought out which is funny um and I remember sitting outside their shop when they first opened late at night sound like a right stalker um and I sat there and going oh my gosh how are we gonna cope and it didn't affect us one bit They were thriving, we were thriving. There's no need to worry. I think there's enough dogs to go around. Don't compare yourself on price and try and beat people by the price. Just become a community and support each other. Um, Think how many high streets, they have 20 hairdressers on them. Like there's enough, there's enough people to go around. So I think we don't, don't some people then go, oh, let's just challenge each other on price and compete. It is competitive, but we can all stand our ground and be like, this is a professional industry that has skill, and we should charge our worth. What makes a good doggy client in your eyes? Uh, not a cockapoo owner. You're not a cockapoo owner, are you? I'm not. <laughs> um, groomers will understand what I mean. Cockapoos are amazing, and they really are. Um, all poodle mixes are literally what our business is bread and butter at the moment. But we all know what that typical dog cockapoo owner that comes in and they want, don't poodle my doodle, and they don't brush it out, and they think we've got magic wands. Um, but yeah, the perfect client would be one that comes in, listens to me, rebooks for the whole year um, upfront. And if they struggle at home to comb out, they go for a practical cut or they come in more often. That would be like the dream, but unfortunately dreams aren't reality sometimes.
0: <laughs> Are there any particular trends in
1: the, um, in the hairstyles at the moment? yeah so there's a lot about Asian fusion at the moment which is all about um it's hard to explain unless you search it on Google it's all about balance and it's it's big heads and tiny bodies and big legs and and I love it I love anything that's a bit different um my old English that's sitting right next to me right now she's got pink legs and pink ears and And she's not everyone thinks she's a poodle. Well, she's definitely not a poodle um, because she's cut differently to other old Englishes. But, yeah, I think it's good to have a bit of fun with things like we don't have to just just because there's a breed standard. You don't have to just follow that. If the client wants a bit of fun, go for it. You've got a baby on the way. um, And as I mentioned before, you've got
0: a little girl at home as well how much does she get involved in what mummy does
1: or does she stay well away from that side of the of mummy so I've been running our clothing company more than grooming in the last couple of years um so she's always in the clothing office looking at all the threads and and when she was little oh, she was an absolute nightmare she'd go in the picking holes and drag out all the clothes and mix them up in sizes and I'd sort, of sort it out again um, but yeah, with grooming, she comes into the salon every now and then with me and she, she loves dogs. She's not afraid of dogs at all. Um, and she says she wants to work with dogs like mummy does, but we'll see what happens there. But um, she's definitely a character and she definitely um negotiates well at three and a half years old. So we'll see. I think she's got a little business brain in her. <laughs> and so if you
0: just finally For people wanting to come into the industry For people wanting to um, Learn about dog grooming What are the three things You would say make A really successful dog groomer
1: Oh okay Um, Three things That make a successful dog groomer So I would say Being sustainable Like I've said So It's hard to say three things. Yes, yeah, so I'd say being sustainable and managing your time and realizing where you. I'm just saying loads of things now, aren't I? And um, there's lots of things. And <laughs> um, I think getting the right training. Don't work for yourself straight away. <laughs> um, have um, and make time for the business side. I don't know if that makes any sense, but there's lots of things. It's a hard industry, but you can do it.
0: Sophie, thank you so much for talking to us today. Um, You don't need it, but best of luck in the future. And I hope all goes well with a baby. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you guys for listening. And if you'd like to find out more about how you can benefit from one of the best business management systems in the industry, head over to our Facebook page. We'd love it if you give us a like and a follow. You can follow us on Instagram or click on the link below to subscribe to our YouTube channel at Savvy Pets Bar. Thanks so much for joining us today. See you soon.